0: We all think that we're practicing gratitude daily, but are you? If you think of gratitude as saying thank you or a social pleasantry or even a checklist of things that you're grateful for, what if I told you that this perspective of gratitude is completely lifeless? If this is your gratitude, it is totally dead. But do not worry, my friend, because on today's episode, we are going to answer the question what makes gratitude come alive. The answer is powerful, it involves macaroni and cheese, and I think it's going to surprise you. So let's get started. Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life, even when you're facing adversity and in a way that you never thought possible. Welcome to Gratitude Builds Fortitude, the podcast where we optimize gratitude, mindset, and mental resilience. It's time to say no to that list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. I'm your host, Holly Bertone. I was such an overachiever that I hit rock bottom three times with my health between breast cancer, autoimmune disease, and debilitating chronic fatigue. So I became a mindset coach because it is my mission to help you get through the tough times with greater resilience. Tune in every week for inspirational stories and tactical action plans so that you can find love, happiness, laughter, and discover your own comeback story. Thank you for being here. And I'm not saying that as a social pleasantry. I truly mean it with deep gratitude from my entire heart because the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast has some exciting news. We just hit a huge milestone 10,000 downloads. Woohoo! What is totally crazy, if you don't know the backstory, is that this was never, ever supposed to be a podcast. This was supposed to be like three or five minutes of me chatting with my community behind closed doors, but God had other plans and I'm just along for the ride. So here we are, 86 episodes later, and we wouldn't be here without you tuning in every single week. So on behalf of my entire team, thank you. If you're a longtime listener, thank you. If you're a brand new listener, thank you. I love being here every week and sharing this space with you. And I'm proud of you for taking this time to invest in yourself and your mindset to continue to grow as a human being. And if you are a longtime listener, I have a huge favor to ask. If you're on Apple or Spotify, hit those five stars. And if you're on Apple, leave a review. Share a few honest words of what the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast means to you. This is the ripple effect, and this helps with our rankings to get it out to more listeners. And I love your appreciation in paying it forward. And then thank you to my entire team for bringing this podcast to all y'all every single week. My amazing podcast producer, Leah Bryant, and her entire team, and then Samantha and Lauren and the rest of my team. You are all amazing, and I am truly grateful for you. So now that the celebrations are over, let's jump in. And I have a question, kind of a weird question. Are those icebreaker games still a thing? So I was thinking about one of my favorite icebreaker games. It's the two truths and a lie. Because it actually gives you some really quick insight into other people. Okay, so you might be thinking, what are mine? All right, number one, I don't practice gratitude every day. Number two, I can wiggle my ears. Number three, I spent the night in jail. Now, most people assume that since my whole everything is about gratitude. So that's probably true. And the ear wiggling thing is kind of weird. So that seems to probably be more true. So the lie is probably that I spent the night in jail because I kind of seem to be one of those like really wholesome people and I used to work for one of those three-letter federal government agencies they make TV shows about. Okay, so which one is it? Well, when I was a senior in high school, my friends and I drove from Pennsylvania down to Washington, D.C. to see a concert, and my friend's car broke down. So the Prince George's County Police, they let us spend the night in the police station to keep us safe until one of the parents was able to drive down and pick us up in the middle of the night. So. Technically, it wasn't jail. I just spent the night in the police station, but it's still fun to play the game. And yes, I can wiggle my ears. If you are watching on YouTube, I just gave you a little sample. And yeah, it is kind of weird. Well, the truth is that I don't practice gratitude every day. Wait, what? Wait a second, Holly. Aren't you a coach on this and you speak on this? Like you have this whole podcast. Isn't gratitude your your whole thing? Like you're telling me that you don't practice gratitude and now you've got this episode called Gratitude is Dead. Like what the heck is going on? All right, you wanna know what's going on? Let me break it down for you. Here is what I see over and over again is that most people say they're practicing gratitude, but they're really not. And it's usually a list of the same things. I'm grateful for my house, my spouse, my kids, my dog, my house, my spouse, my kids, my dog. And then it's like, eh, because it falls totally flat. Or it's the round robin at the Thanksgiving table saying what you're grateful for. Or just saying thank you when someone does something nice for you. Most people think that gratitude is something that you do or it's something that you say. It is an action or a pleasantry that society tells us to do. And it's how we are all taught. It's how I was taught. You read an article or listen to a podcast, and anytime someone brings up gratitude, it's always, oh, make a list of what you're grateful for. This is why gratitude doesn't work for you. We do the thing. We make the list. We make the list of three things we're grateful for, and we might feel good in the moment. But then 90 seconds later, that crappy situation that we're dealing with is still there, and we are right back to feeling all the colorful emotions the anger, the anxiety, the fear, the frustration. So now you're thinking this gratitude thing is baloney pants and secretly wonder why isn't it working? Why am I practicing gratitude, but I'm not feeling any better? And then you look around at everyone else and they're all happy and gratitude-y and you feel left out. Like, why isn't this working for me? I wanna be happy too. And then guess what? You either feel the shame or guilt Like I'm supposed to be grateful, but it's not working. So then you just give up and say gratitude's not for me or gratitude's this airy-fairy thing in the sky and it's not real. And if you think this, you're not alone because this is how we are programmed to view gratitude. We are told this is the secret to crushing negativity. This is the secret to true happiness. Everyone tells you, oh, just be grateful. And then they walk away. And this, my friend, is why I am telling you, gratitude is dead. Because how are you supposed to incorporate what gratitude really does when the experts just flippantly tell you, make a list of three things, but they never explain how it actually works? Viewing gratitude and incorporating gratitude from this perspective will do absolutely nothing for you, absolutely nothing. This kind of gratitude is dead. But what if I told you there is a better way? What if I told you there is a way to make gratitude come alive? Fact, gratitude has the power to be the catalyst, to help you to reduce stress and inflammation in your body so that you can achieve greater overall happiness and wellness. But it's never going to happen by making that same list of three things every single day. Okay, story time. When my ex and I were first married, I wanted to make macaroni and cheese. And I am talking about the real macaroni and cheese, like back when I could eat gluten and dairy. And if y'all remember like those Southern style casserole, like the macaroni and cheese casserole, like the Southern style recipes, this is the real macaroni and cheese. Like you make the entire batch and eat it. (laughs) This was one of my all time favorite comfort foods. So I am so excited to make it. And I take it out of the oven, and we put the casserole down on the dining room table, and we sit down to eat, and we're so excited. Oh my goodness, I was like, I could literally taste it in my mouth before I get up the fork, and we're eating it, and we're like, something is missing. Well, I have no clue how this happened. And even though I prepared all the different cheeses, Somehow the cheese never made it into the casserole. What was missing was the main ingredient. It's not called mac and. It's called mac and cheese for a reason. And I want you to listen closely to what I'm about to say. 99.9% of the people out there believe that gratitude is saying thank you or it's making a list. And if you practice gratitude this way, it's like eating mac and without the cheese. It is bland, it is boring, and it is missing the star of this show. Gratitude is not something you do. Gratitude should be from the heart and gratitude is who you become. This is what my students learn how to do inside of the Gratitude Lab. It is a simple process of rewiring our brains from the negative to the positive, from the problem to the solution, that can literally change your entire life. The crazy thing about this is that Americans are all pretty consistent with viewing gratitude this way. But interestingly, people in other countries have a different perspective of gratitude. Now, I'm gonna share some research, but do me a favor. Hit me up on Instagram at holly.berton And let me know if you live somewhere other than the United States and how your culture views gratitude. I would love to hear your perspective. So there's an individual by the name of Jonathan Tudge is, I guess, how you say his last name. And he's a professor at the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. He's one of the foremost experts on cultural differences in gratitude. Well, he and his colleagues studied children from seven different countries they looked at the United States, Brazil, Guatemala, Turkey, Russia, China, and South Korea. Now, there were similarities between the cultures, which makes sense. But what he found interesting was the differences. Now, Americans are individualistic as a culture. Shocking, I know, right? While China and South Korea are more collectivist. So, this played out with the differences in gratitude in the children. The American children, they favored what he called concrete gratitude. So basically they would reciprocate with something that's more tangible, like candy or a toy. While the children in China and South Korea favored what he calls connective gratitude. They reciprocated with things like friendship or help, something that connected them with each other. Now, I'll link the article in the show notes because it does go on to talk about different cultures and different countries. But the point I wanted to make is that in these studies, American children focused on the action, while the Chinese and South Korean children focused on the feeling. Let that sink in. And then let's shift gears and talk about how gratitude can be the catalyst to begin to manage all of that stress in your life and how it actually helps to reverse the cycle of disease in your body. Yes, it can do that. And I'm sure you've heard about your autonomic nervous system. Quick refresher. You've got your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your peace state, your rest and digest and heal. And then your sympathetic nervous system, which is your stress state, your fight, flight, or freeze. Now your body has, it's almost like a light switch for the two moods. It either perceives that your body is safe, which is the parasympathetic, or it perceives that it's in danger, which is the sympathetic. So basically, your body is either sitting on the front porch sipping lemonade or it's running from the bear. You can either be safe or you can be in danger. There is a direct correlation between your physical health, your mental health, your peace of mind, your stress levels, your relationships and your happiness. If your body is in a state of chronic stress, it is in a state of chronic inflammation, and it is in that sympathetic state, and it does not have the ability to heal. So if you have some type of chronic illness, cancer, autoimmune, chronic fatigue, this is why. Or if you don't have a specific diagnosis, But if you feel like you are constantly run down, this is why. So the question is, what do we need to do differently? And when you start to rewire your brain to focus on things like gratitude, love, happiness, joy, it releases four types of our happy hormones, the dopamine, the endorphins, the oxytocin, the serotonin, and they're actually going to counter the stress response, they are going to lower that inflammation. And then this is going to turn on the parasympathetic system, your rest and digest. And when you are in your rest and digest, your body is free to do its job. It can rest, it can sleep, it can digest food, and it can heal. And it also gives you a clearer mind to switch from focusing on the problems to focusing on the solutions. You begin to make better decisions, healthier decisions. This is when your body can actually heal. And when you change your brain's chemistry to lower that inflammatory response, it has a downstream effect to the rest of your life, your health, your relationship, your finances. And gratitude is the best way to reduce that stress and inflammation. And if you wanna look into the science, there's hundreds of thousands of studies out there. A regular gratitude practice can help you to, one study showed, that you can exercise 33% more a week. Another study showed you can have 10% fewer stress-related illnesses. Add seven additional years to your life. Be 16% less depressed or 20% less tired. Gratitude is related to 23% lower levels of stress hormones. All right, so you might be thinking, okay, Holly, I get all of this important, but what is gratitude actually gonna do for me? Well, let's take this from statistics on a page to real life. What would true happiness look like for you? What would true health look like to you? What would better relationships look like to you? What would it mean to have a clear mind to make good decisions? What would it be like to live in the solution instead of the problem? What would it be like to not be angry about the past? What would it be like to not be anxious or fear the future? What would it be like to wake up and feel abundant? I don't know what your life looks like, so I can't pinpoint exactly what gratitude will do to improve your life. But I can tell you this. If you answered even one of those questions, you are on the right path because that is what gratitude can do for you. This is when gratitude comes alive. This is when gratitude is the entire casserole of macaroni and cheese. My students inside of the Gratitude Lab, they follow a step-by-step approach to go from gratitude being that action, from gratitude being that list of three things that we all do, to actually seeing gratitude come to life in the shape of physical, mental, and emotional results that are life-changing. Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks about gratitude in a totally different way. And I love his perception because he talks about gratitude in a way that it is very much alive. Now, I've heard him say these exact words on multiple podcasts, meditations, in his book, uh, Becoming Supernatural, which I will also link in the show notes. And Dr. Joe Dispenza says, and I quote, the longer you linger in gratitude, the more you draw your new life to you. The emotional signature of gratitude means that it has already happened. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership, end quote. I think I should have another podcast specifically on that one of these days. His gratitude is where it all begins. But it's not from a list. It's not from an action. It's not from a place of dead gratitude. It is not from a state of macand. and Gratitude begins when you add all of the ooey gooey goodness of what it truly is and what it does and how it can and it will completely transform your entire life. So I want to say thank you, my friend, for tuning in to the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast because gratitude is very much alive and this is the ripple effect in your life. So keep paying it forward and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Holly here. And if you've been feeling burned out, stressed out, and weighed down, and if the thought of another diet or workout plan is creating even more stress, I'd like to offer you a different solution. You see, we think that getting healthy means going on some crazy diet or restricted protocol or even spending hours in the gym. And I'm here to tell you, it's not about losing weight. It's about losing the weight of the world on your shoulders. So rather than having you try to figure this out for yourself, I've put together a five-episode private podcast training series to help you get started with your very own comeback experience. The private podcast training series, it's totally free, and I'm doing something that I have never done before. In episode five, you're gonna walk away with an assessment to determine your health as it relates to energy levels, sleep, metabolic health, and weight. And when you submit your assessment, you can schedule a free coaching session with me to personally review your results and I will help you to develop your game plan going forward. Totally free, no strings attached. And I'm not sure how long I'm going to offer this complimentary and personalized coaching for you. So go to podcastholly.com. That's podcastholly.com to download the series. It's totally free. And then make sure you submit your assessment for your complimentary and personalized health review and game plan. I'll see you over at podcastholly.com.